Touch that cat's belly and now he's cleaning it off. Cats are such dicks. <laughs> they are dicks. They literally go, ooh, a human touched me there. Gotta get that fucking scent off. Well, we do smell different. We have oils on us. Oh, I'm sure I smell like uh, my balls and my ass. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> It'd be weird if you smelled like someone else's balls or someone else's ass. I keep smelling like someone else's balls. They keep running by me and just wiping them on me. Is it because you're familiar with the smell of someone else's balls? So when you smell your own, you're just like, oh, that reminds me of this person. You know what? I don't think I've ever smelled anyone else's actual balls. Now that you say this, I've never like you've smelled my balls plenty of times. Yes. And I'm sure there's other fellas balls you've smelled before me as well. I've never smelled another man's balls. Sorry. That's a weird thing to just realize in life. I've never smelled another man's ball. I mean, it's it's easy that you could have gotten a whiff if I'm someone sure, had shorts on or something. I'm sure I've gotten bo whiffs that were or ball whiffs that were mixed in with the general scent of a person, and I just didn't realize. But I've never had someone like take off their pants in front of me and get a whiff of like all day balls. I, I wonder if they're all similar, and I don't know how to describe mine. <laughs> it's mine. I know I could smell it if someone wiped it on a card. I go, that's my balls. <laughs> on like a greeting card? On like, like if you had a card that said A, B, and C, and on each of those cards, three different people wiped their balls on them, and one of them I wiped my balls on it. I think I could peg which of my cards is my balls. Peg. <laughs> What a start to an episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. He's Sam. She's Michelle. And we are uh, a review podcast. <laughs> so you're not like hearing your name out of my mouth, or did I just say it weird? It's how you said it. It was it Michelle. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's not. A, I don't think it's a necessarily pretty name. You don't think Michelle is a pretty name? Nah, it just is. But I've heard it my whole life, so <coughs> it's different when it's yours. I'll tell you, I'll say this. Uh... It coming out of my mouth does not feel as good as Dracul does coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I'd much rather say Dracul than Hey Michelle. Yeah, you usually call me Dracul. Yeah. Because I am a I'm a cool Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> even though I don't even like any vampire Dracula sort of thing. I was really. talking about that the other day with Kent that like I'm not big into vampires. I can't really think of one vampire story. I thought of a few. Okay, like 28 Days Later is all right. Uh, I like their original, like, Nosferatu and the original Dracula story. But, like, any other type of, like, vampire story, it just doesn't appeal to me. They're always, like, schmoozing, and it just feels like it has this emotional side that I do not care about. And I think that an emotional person... It's always very emotional because someone always falls in love. (laughs) It seems like the story is so often that someone... Not always, but someone falls in love with someone and then they have to try to convince them to let them suck their blood yeah it's usually the vampire has found the one that i want to spend eternity with i have traveled oceans of time to find oceans (laughs) well the i would say overall that the genre of dracula and vampire movies i'm gonna probably myself personally have Mm -hmm. to give like a 1.5 out of zero out of 10 all over the rock and roll cats for that genre Uh, is there a vampire movie you can think of that you enjoy 
What's that Bram Stoker's Dracula? With Gary Oldman? Yeah. That's where I got that line from. I travel the oceans of time. That's the one that I've seen when yeah. I was a kid because it was with, on uh, TV. With, uh, with what's Keanu? his name? Yeah, hey, Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bite my neck. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. Uh, that one's uh, funny because Gary Oldman is so like, the hell are you doing? He definitely goes deep into everything he <laughs> for, does. For He's sure. tremendously wonderful. So like I was saying, we are a review podcast <laughs> and uh, we are here to review an album that Sam provided. I provided us with this selection, everyone. Because it's a Sam week. It it's is a, a Sam, Sam week. week. So here's where I'm, uh, I'm getting into my life right now. Re- I always say I'm running out of things to listen to for this podcast, Nonsense. and I'm never really running out. But I am, I feel like I am trying to stay away from a certain type. I'm trying to not just be, go away. Well, I'm, to me, that's more pop, and it fits into what I'm trying to do. You said stay away, so I wanted to just oh, okay. follow along. But I along. did do Godsmack, so mm-hmm. this album fits in kind of the same world as the Godsmack choice. Uh, I'm choosing fringe things that I might have liked at one point and revisiting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not giving you things I listen to currently because we're just going to be keep listening to Guar, Slayer, Morbid Angel, and... Uh... And other people's podcasts. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, can I do that? No, that <laughs> Am I allowed? so can, can we review an episode of with Gorley and Russ? Well, so us just talking over other people <laughs> talking? That sounds uh, heinous. Heinous, heinous. I mean, uh, yeah, no one would like that. So, yeah, as you saw in the selection, I have chosen Stain's Dysfunction from 1999, which is way later than I remember it coming out. I would have guessed 97 or 96. I don't know about you, but shocked me when I saw it. I probably guessed 97, 98. Definitely late 90s, because that's when that stuff really broke out. Early middle school for us. That's what I thought. Something yeah. in middle school, for sure. In middle school. Now, if you don't know... And I'm this sure, was our eighth grade year when this came out. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. If you don't know everyone, and I'm sure you do, this features America's greatest... Uh, granddad? Granddad and patriot and uh, guy who gets mad at people. I just threw when, granddad in there. That doesn't when, mean anything. He might be a grandfather. I don't know. But my favorite thing about this individual is when he gets mad at crowds of people... For not being completely silent while he tries to play an acoustic guitar, not through the PA system. Because he's on the outside and he's looking down. <laughs> Aaron fucking Lewis. This band is stained. We all know it. Jesus Christ. This is the only time that I've ever enjoyed Aaron Lewis. You want to get this started? Yeah, I'm going to get the album started right now because Michelle and I both are down for a shorter episode. I'm not going to be shy about it. Yes. We're trying to fly through this, fly through this son of a bitch. Here we go. 1999, released on April 13th. The first song is called Suffocate. Uh, Here we go. Were there many singles from this? There are three singles from this. Only two of them uh, charted. And we'll get into that. This is not one of them. I know which which ones they are. They're back-to-back on this album, aren't they? Uh, No, they are not. Um, Right off the bat, Corn. What it reminds me of this is that era era of metal when it's like corn lint biscuit a new metal sound but stained is not doing the whole rap thing which i uh never realized until these listens yeah aaron lewis has never been heavier 
No. Than Except this. for maybe on the album before this, because they did release an uh, album called Tormented. Okay. Well, as far as what I'm familiar with, at least, oh, studio yes. releases. I mean, just like Sully Erna from Godsmack, he becomes even lamer as time goes. So is he the only vocalist during this, or is there someone else who screams? There's probably some backing vocals. It says there is from the uh, other three guys. But, but is Aaron the main screamer? Yeah, yeah, he's doing the main stuff. See, that's that's wild that that's him, because his voice sounds so different. This, he sounds like a lot of people do not who do music like this. Oh, you think so? I think he sounds like, like three other guys that I can say. Who? I think he sounds like Des Ferrara from Cold Chamber. I think uh, he sounds like... Over my head. Uh, we did a Cold Chamber album. Still over my uh, head. <laughs> Big truck. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound anything like he this He doesn't make that voice. It's when it's like... <laughs> it's also the Jonathan Davis tone. I hear that a lot. And I shouldn't say three. Oh, you don't get it on the... <laughs> no, I, I've never made the connection. I really feel like Aaron Lewis sounds like his own person to me. Oh, I, I can peg Aaron Lewis's voice easy. Like, if he sings or screams. I love his scream, actually. Well, I, I feel like a lot of his sound, especially, I mean, throughout the majority of the songs, he's singing in a n normal kind of way that he, yeah. nor like, has continued doing. He's not always, you know, being heavy. But when he's heavy, I enjoy it very much, the, is the, what I'm saying. The screams are placed in places to be, uh, to mean something, you know? It's kind of like... When death metal goes blast beats all the time, it doesn't meet his butt. He just He's sings a lot that. more, though. Yeah, they he actually sings more than actually just like yelling and screaming. You don't hear Jonathan Davis right there. Um, I mean, I guess I can hear a similarity, but I know my brain was not going to that. I read that they actually pushed him to sing more on this album from the first album that they had. They said you have a really good voice and you can sing well. But that worked against them, probably. didn't it? Who? Stain? Yeah. Not commercially? Hell no. No, I mean eventually because he eventually left the band and then did his own thing. Or is Stain still a thing? I think Stain was one of those bands that has never actually called it quits. They're just not, like, currently doing anything, but they never said Stain is done. I'm um, curious. That about shit those. right there at the end when he's doing that. I love that and could use that. 60% more on this album? Stained has stopped and restarted a handful of times. <laughs> oh, really? But not for very long periods of time. So they've been active 95 to 2012. Okay. Took two, two years off. Did something in 2014. Took three years off. Did something in 2017. And then apparently 2019 to now they're active again. So huh. they've... Basically, it seems like they just do something, like put out an album, maybe go on a tour, and then just take a couple years off. I guess so. Uh, oh, excuse me. But yeah, they actually encouraged him to sing because they heard him sing. They said, hey, you got a good singing voice for a guy who does metal especially, and pushed him into that. Uh, See, I hear more later on. I hear more of a, uh, and I don't remember what song it is exactly, but I almost hear them go into more of the like kind of post grungy sound where there's like an Alice in Chains sort oh, of influence. Yeah. There's definitely that. There's definitely that, which would make sense when I explain who produced this album later. Here we go. We're going to go to the first single released uh, first. I oh, should say. It looks like Korn was an influence as well as James Korn. Taylor. So James Taylor. Yeah, that makes sense with acoustic guitars. First single, Just Go. This made it to the mainstream rock billboard charts. 
the number 24. Definitely remember this song. Totally forgot it existed until I started listening to this album for this podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, that fucking song. Because I had this album, but I think it was a, uh, a track skipper. This was for me as well, because yeah. I also own this. But I I think I only listened to a few songs on this only. Me too. Like two, maybe three. <laughs> and I forgot. I this, See, this song had a familiarity to me. But I didn't look up anything as far as singles go, and I didn't remember it actually being a single. So that's interesting. It makes sense as to why I'm remembering either. it either. But I just remember this, this flow. This uh, he feels a lot. This whole album is about him, by the way. It's like I wasn't fucking around. I hated myself. <laughs> that's a lot of people, though. Yeah. Uh, he hated himself enough to make it art and be successful at it. <laughs> Most of us just hate ourselves and we're lost and don't know what to do. And we realize that we're not really that talented. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> So Fred Durst actually produced this album. Did you read anything about this album? No, but I when you said something about that, I remember that he did help them. I read some story that he somebody gave him the first album and he was, quote, Horrified by the album art, which had like a cross on it with like a Barbie doll on it, blah blah blah. You know, high school edgy shit. And then Fred Durst saw him perform and said, I don't care about the cover anymore. I've gotta have them. Gotta those boys have it. <laughs> so I wonder if he's been able to do much. Who? Because it says that he they got their first break in nineteen ninety-eight. When Fred Durst signed the band to his Flip Records. Yeah. I wonder how many people he was able to actually, I suppose, successfully. Fred Durst sign. himself? I'm yeah, sure. with Flip Records. I, uh, Flip Records produced a couple of people. I'm looking into it right Jordan now. With his Jordan Shore guy. Uh, cold? Yeah. Dope? Yeah. It was like a certain era of bands. Big Dumb Face. Yeah, that's uh, Wes Borland's old band. I don't know if they're still around or not. Jane Jensen. I haven't heard of that. Fine. Fine. Cold. Dope. I remember Fine. Cold and Dope's still around. The guy who sings for Dope, Dope Edsel's his name, he does the vocals for Static X now and puts on that uh, fake Wayne Static costume. <laughs> but he sounds a lot like Wayne Static. He does a good job. Aaron Lewis is really famous and popular. He's 50. Yeah, he's known for a couple things. (laughs) I feel like he's one of those people who's just been around forever. He's not one of those people who ever went away once he started. Well, he does look like another creature on this earth that just seems to live for a long time. And that creature is a turtle. This man has always reminded me of a Jim turtle. Norton. Jim Norton? Huh? Jim Norton looks like a turtle. Uh, not as much as Aaron Lewis does. Aaron Lewis looks like he actually comes out of a shell. And he came out of a shell to sing this album because he's so hurt. You look up. Uh, Aaron oh, he Lewis? does have a turtle that you look Oh, to fuck him. yeah. I guess I never really noticed. Oh, he's turtled out. And that's older Aaron Lewis. That's current. I've always been a country boy. Aaron Lewis. Yeah, Aaron Lewis, Country Boy. Is that what it says? There's a, I guess that's one of his albums, Country Boy. Oh, he's one of those uh, 
See, I don't. I, I don't. I don't oh, there's turtle. There. I don't get turtle there. He just looks like a bald you know, guy. Kind of looks like uh, David Draymond, the singer from uh, Disturbed's younger brother. <laughs> yeah, that part rules. It's like pig squeals. I knew you'd like those parts. Yeah. <laughs> you should do this like all the time. I knew. <laughs> Not all the time, but like a lot more. It's impressive. That's why it's yeah. shocking yeah, that fucking he. Rules. I'm saying something about Aaron Lewis rules. This is rare. Well, there are a, lot, a handful of people who seem to be able to tap into that voice that you just kind of wish. You've said that you wish uh, Dave Grohl did that more than you might like his music more. There's an aggression that just gets me going that every once in a while people can like get into and like maybe their earlier stuff sometimes was more of that and then like as they got mainstream they like get told to stop doing that and i'm the guy that's like no more of that i don't think it's that i think your life changes and you just don't have those feelings anymore no as a guy who's been into this music you are told that by many record producers as you get more popular stop the screaming part it makes people go that's a thing that's for sure a thing and then some people just blow out their voice, too, and they just can't do it anymore because they didn't have any actual technical ability on the first album. They just hurt themselves and then realized they can't do it on tour. I think that happened to, uh, I can't remember, some band that was popular. They went on a tour and couldn't finish the tour because the guy blew his fucking throat out and realized he had to actually learn to sing instead of just make himself bleed every night. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. <laughs> Let's move along, baby. This next song is called Me, and it's not a single. It's just a song on this album. It has a creepy clown on the cover. Mm-hmm. It's like a... It looks like a playing card. With its reflection. Yeah, yeah. Doubled on the bottom. Never understood it, but I like it. The guy that uh, plays guitar, I guess it was uh, partly his idea. He's in the art production. I'll go through the names. Mike Mushok? Mushok? On guitar, Johnny Old School April on bass, and John Wysocki on drones. I've never known anyone other than Aaron Lewis. I, I apologize to I've, Stained. I've seen that Mike guy in like guitar magazines playing like a signature guitar, but he always looked goofy to me as well. Like none of these guys ever looked cool to me. And this is like the Deftone sound that I was never into either. It's like. Yeah, yeah, that's why stuff like this was skippable for me. Oh, yeah, this would be a skip. Oh, let's just get to Mud Shovel. It's really <laughs> kind of voice, like a voice, because he just said voice. It's kind of whiny. Like, hear her voice. Oh, yeah. It's like, you don't need to do that. We know that you're hurting. He's, I was going to say, he's a hurt little boy in this. It's that corn era. I'm hurt. A choice. It was like an emo was trying to be like, at, like aggressive still. So this is the song that I remember about music like this is where they tag on another line real quick at the end. Oh. Because he's like, I'll I'll wait. I'll say something at the end of the next uh, verse. But he does. It's like, bleh, bleh, and I love her. And then like right before the (laughs) chorus comes in. And I feel like that's something that happened in music like this a lot around that time. But the people who also wanted to be in touch with their emotions, which I feel like a lot of these people were writing about their emotions oh, anyway. Oh, they for sure were. But some people just sound sadder and more... Well, it's I, a, I think it's a leftover teen angst on a lot of these guys' first like major albums, I, like Korn yeah. and all that stuff. It's just like a... You're definitely the angriest in, when you're young. Oh, yeah. 
In fact, I think I even said it on the Godsmack album. I remember Sully Erna saying in a uh, interview, like, yeah, when I first started, I was really mad about stuff. Now I'm not. <laughs> well, and that's w- what I was talking about with people who just tone it down over time. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't make cool fucking sounds with the throat. You can say happy stuff and still go. <laughs> you can if you want to. And I would love to. Have I said that on the podcast? Or I'm going to give my idea away. I don't want anybody to do this. I'm going to put out a really, really brutal grindcore album where everything is like rainbows and butterflies and the happiest things possible. The complete opposite of what grindcore usually is. I'm like making cookies instead of, you know, fucking corpses. Like dancing rainbow bananas. Yeah, love it. I'm writing it down right now. Dancing rainbow bananas. What about ice cream monsters? No, that's scary. It's monsters. I know. That's that was supposed to trigger my sister. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Beth. That was just uh, for my humor. <laughs> I apologize. Because I'll I'll make the joke even if it hurts someone. You think this is a snoozer? Let's just kind of forget. Yeah, your I already said something about but it. I mean, this I know it's skippable. skippable, but like, well, yeah, because it's snoozy. There's, I don't get anything out of this because I don't feel like he's saying anything that appeals to me. I don't. I need more than someone when they're depressed just saying like, "I'm so pathetic." I'm just an addict. Yeah, like I need more substance than this. I feel like I'm contradicting myself if I would agree with you because I always say, I want you to hate yourself. But. Well, I do. But I think there's a difference in hating yourself when you're like. uh, There's a difference between, oh, poor me, as opposed to like. I'm a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? And I fuck shit up again. <laughs> That's why I like Fiona Apple. Yeah, I like that kind of hating yourself. That's way like, better. Like, yeah, I'm a dumbass. I fuck shit up again, but I tried. <laughs> yeah. I call myself an idiot all day. I think that's what you're talking about here. But I don't actually hate myself. Not, I'm the best on earth. Not, don't you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> Don't you think when I say this, it makes me look stupid? Don't stick coming in here. Please stroke my ego. Oh, stroking the ego. Yes, Lego my ego. Lego that fucking ego. When's the last time you had an ego? Nuotum? Yeah. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. It's been a while. It's been a while now, since I could listen to Stand. <laughs> it's been a while since I said I'm sorry. I'm on the outside. I'm looking in. And I can see through you. See through colors. Yeah. See inside you're ugly. That's right. You're ugly like me. <laughs> Don't you think I'm ugly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so raw with his emotions. Yeah, I just don't think his, his lyrics Here are of any real substance. I, said, I, I can find this riff kind of lame still. I but, still knew that you'd like this song but, a little more, though. Yeah, it's definitely better. Because it's heavy. The Plus heavier songs like, are interesting. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear the heavy stuff from them because they're not known for being heavy. Can you turn me up? I can't reach that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I should have said please, but at least I said thank you. And yeah. I'm sorry. They all went heavy. Don't you they think w- I'm dumb when I do things that are wrong? 
Nope. I think we're all humans and we make mistakes, Michelle. Uh, but I want attention. <laughs> I'll give you attention. Downstairs Ew. attention. Hey, oh, you, you want to go in the basement? It's you. fucking gross down there. <laughs> I hate it down there. It is pretty gross down there. It's nasty. Uh, this is another song that gets snoozy for me because, like, it starts off so promising and then, yeah, but... It's a tease. It still picks up for the choruses, and that's but that's about it though. The verses just bring it down, but it's still this is heavy for them. It's wild. Oh yeah. Until this, actually, never mind. They like singing. This is very. I'm so cold. Yeah, substance lacking. Not for me. Yeah, he should be like. I'm so cold. <laughs> I just mean I think the. He just stretches out. Like it seems like his choruses lyrically are have very few actual words. Oh yeah. It's just dragging out some simple I'm sad now, I'm cold, I'm stupid, aren't he, I ugly? Yeah, he fucking hates himself. I he know, truly, I just feel like truly hates I just feel like he can maybe find more artful ways of saying it. I guess if you're so depressed, there's only six words that come up about yourself anymore. Sad, cold, cheeseburger, hot dog. I would listen way more if it was about cheeseburgers, hot dogs, and lemonade. You're out of your mind, sir. Hold on. Let me write that under dancing rainbow bananas. Cheeseburger, hot dogs. This pen is not opening for me. There's a pen. Uh, It opened finally. Here, take it back. You're not going to write it anyway. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> Hot dogs. Hot dogs are amazing. Lemonade. I don't care what they're made of. All right, now do you want to see what I actually wrote? I wrote cheap bugger. Hot lemonade. <laughs> hot lemonade? You're yeah, not well, going to remember what hot I know. is. Later, I was thinking I was going to see. What the fuck does dancing rainbow bananas mean? You could just write dog. Nope. It's got to be hot lemonade. You like this part? I don't this like hot lemonade. This is when it's about to be like, the pit's going to fucking open up. Here we go. Yeah! <laughs> Good thing it's my property. It's God's property. Up to heaven. I used to listen to God's Property. I'm real dizzy. Lately, I've been going through something that's really got me down. There's really something called God's Property? Yeah, they're a gospel group. Beautiful. And they put out this album with Kirk Franklin. (laughs) I loved it. Maybe I should make you listen to God's Property. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. See, as a guitar player who went through the new metal phase, this is like heavy, but it's also very cheap and very like lame. I don't think musically it's necessary. I mean, it's it's heavy compared oh, to what they do. Yeah, it'd make Absolutely. a room bounce. It would make he a room bounce. He sounds heavy when he is doing those that scream because he is usually like, I'm so sad. Up to the sky. <laughs> I used to have a Guns Property t-shirt. Honestly, it sounds pretty good. Besides what it's about. Makes me clap my hands. 
Makes me wanna dance. Yeah, it's jamming. I loved this shit. I'm so glad I got the right song. Oh, sure. That's fine. Let's just take the break. That's a real early break. I was going to do one more song, but... Who cares? All right, let's go out on break. Let's go out on God's property, everyone. We stomping out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Guess that melody! It's me, that's who's gonna guess this motherfucking melody right on the dot. Welcome to Guess That Melody. It's time Again. to do this. Hey, I can't come up with anything. I was gonna say, I'm gonna pull the curtain back. Works a motherfucker. <laughs> you always pull the curtain back. Just let things happen. Uh, okay, let's not. Let's move on then. It doesn't even matter. I like it when people tell me what's going on behind the scenes. What's going on? Is that we want or you want to make sure we give people things in the breaks like we used to. We, and I am creatively bankrupt on it. Yeah, you don't give anything anymore. <laughs> so if I don't come up with something, then we do I guess that melody Boom. at this point. There you go. So if you don't like it Scram. Vamoose. And by Vamoose I say uh, fast forward. Yeah. I'm sure you have a little button. You can take care of things. At least hit that fifteen second forward, I don't know. Six well, that's what I just said. Ten times. Yeah, that'll work. All right, you want to do this? You want to send me some Larockians? Let's get this over with. So I have a, some chorus lyrics here. I'm going to go ahead and transmate. Transmate. Yeah, transmate them on over. Transmate them through the waves of the air. Yeah, I got a message from somebody. Ooh. All right. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. You might find that that's the theme for this. One that, that works for me as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm reading these along. It's the first time I'm seeing them too. Here we go. I cheated myself like I knew I would. I told you I was trouble. You know that I'm no good. Some there's one person who listens to this podcast who will probably recognize. Okay. This. So Sam, any I any guesses? Myself any like I know I would. I told you I was trying. Okay. I feel like the, the little hint you gave me, I don't know if this is correct, but it's the way I'm going to go. I feel like this is Buck Cherry. Okay. <laughs> You're laughing, and I feel like that's not the answer, but that's the direction I'm going. <laughs> I love it. All right. So hold on. I got to think of other Buck Cherry songs, how this would go. Uh, let's see. They did that one. Hi. I, I cheated myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I cheated myself like I knew I would. Told you I was trouble, you know that I'm no good. I cheated myself like I knew I would. I told you I was trouble, you know I'm no good. 
<laughs> that ended up being more like a poison or like an 80s hair metal that was funny i like that we just have fun with it and that it doesn't really matter in any sense if we're actually accurate or not once again behind the scenes the whole point of this is just for content and have fun who cares who wins it's a fun time i just have fun coming up with songs yeah it is fun Put my mindset of uh, Jerry Buck Cherry, is that what that guy's name yep, is? Absolutely. Okay. That sounds about right. I'm so. going to assume I was not correct. Oh, well, I would go ahead and guarantee that. Uh, instead of going with some band like it sounded like you did, um, this is a female singer from the earlier-ish 2000s. <laughs> Travis, probably, I assume he knows what this is. This is the only song I like by this artist, really. Okay. Here's the song, uh, You Know I'm No Good, by Amy Winehouse. Oh. I cheated myself. wanted to really give you something that you would not expect. Oh, no. I had so. no idea Amy Winehouse was coming at all. I wasn't going to go. I had no idea where to go until you told me someone uh, that listens was going to know exactly what it was. I was right. It was Travis. Yeah. <laughs> you just took away a different <laughs> road than I was on. That's for sure. All right. <clears throat> Michelle, are you ready for me to send over the waves to your phone? Yeah, I want you to send waves All to right, me. Sending the lyrics over the waves. Cool man, tunnel. All right, I have this. All right, what do you got for us? I always loved you, love dumpling. Well, you sounded fast. Reread that. I am not even finished, but I always loved you, love dumpling. Okay. Your shit's like chocolate cake, and your ass smells like a rose. It's a beautiful sentiment. Do you have any idea? Let's see where you're going to go here. Well, it's a band. Well, maybe. It's a band. Sure. It's a band of men. You sure it's not Barry Manilow? That's pretty much always a given. It's a band of men. Of men. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't necessarily need to give that part uh, to you. Um, I'm going to throw a fucking curveball at you one of these days. We'll if see. I ever remember to. All right. I have an idea of the direction that I'm going in. Okay. But now I need to kind of figure it out for a second. So hold on. All right. I'll sit here and bullshit for the audience. Do you guys ever get those pimples in your nose, like right on the end? And when you just graze it or like when you get a little itch on the tip of your nose? All right. I have it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have it, but I'm going to do this. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Lay it on us. All right. She's got the beat going. I always loved you, love dumpling. Your shit's like chocolate cake and your ass smells like rose. <laughs> I'll, I'll duplicate it just like you did. Okay. I always loved you, love dumpling. Your shit's like chocolate cake and your ass smells like rose. This is gorgeous. Thanks. Absolutely gorgeous. I appreciate it. Well, I'm going to say the voice is it's in the world. You almost got there. Uh, you didn't. Make, oh, there's no way I'm going to sound like a you band. Did, you didn't make any band guess from that that tone. I'm going to say Motorhead would have been your guess. <laughs> no, I initially thought of like a Guar sense. Okay. Well, the band based on the uh, you know the uh, content <laughs> content of the l lyrics. I yes. don't know. No one got brutally murdered during the sex, so not Guar. Ooh, okay. Um, 
This is by a band that was and is still called Static X. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I'm bringing, I'm bringing disco metal into this. Oh. That's what I used to call it. Okay. <laughs> this Unexpected. song was called Love Dump, and let's play it for everyone. Maybe. Please. I always love you. <laughs> love Dump, <laughs> You got it exactly right. <laughs> Sorry. My volume was turned down on the phone and I fucked it all up. Let's do it again. Loved up Static X. Let me go and say that I was probably closer, and that doesn't usually happen. I'm usually way off. I agree. You were in the world. You were absolutely in the world. The next line on that is, I really hate you, love dumpling. Now my bowels ache. That's the extent of the love songs I get into. <laughs> Must have been made with the cream. All right. Thanks, everyone, <laughs> yeah, for listening. Thank you. We will go ahead and say sayonara mm. on another installment of Curse That Melody. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we are back. It's That's- not worth it listening to the rest of this because we barely yeah it's it's not enjoyable are we supposed to to assume that we just know that that's what aaron lewis sounds like when he yells shut the fuck up at someone well i can come into the podcast and say what we just heard was aaron lewis yelling at people for not being quiet enough in a venue i would look it up yourself because just listening to it i watched it earlier it's a lot longer than i remember so it'd take up a lot of time and we'd just be sitting here like uh, oh, oh here's a funny part now so watch it on your own. It's a good thing. Dick bags. Yeah, you dick bags. All right, everyone. As you know, we're talking about stain, dysfunction, Aaron Lewis, Mike Mushaw, Johnny Old School April, and John Wysocki, baby. Ta-da. <laughs> like the poo in your panties. Oh, my God. Stained. Now, Stain, Michelle. What an interesting... I've never even thought about the uh, band name. What do you like, think like, they're stained like, with or stained by? Like their whole life is just stained, like stained by bad decisions. Or it could be stained by mud with a shovel. <laughs> yeah, sorry I got us to break. Or I was just like, no, we should go to break after doing four songs. That's fine. We're going to power through this and make this podcast El Shorterino. There are only 10 tracks anyway. Oh, yeah. And one of them was a fucking bonus track. If it were up to me, there would only be about eight. <laughs> I agree. Well, actually, no, you probably don't. The second to last song isn't that bad. The I don't last remember. song is a waste of my time. It's very Aaron Lewis-y. There's that. I like this song enough to purchase this album. This is why you got the album. And I still enjoy this. When I was listening to this earlier... I turned it up for this song. Yeah, bro. I still like this song. It's by far the best song on the album. It's even the heavy riffs that are on it. Even though it's very Aaron Lewis, cheesy. though. Yeah, it's very Aaron Lewis. Sorry but... to interrupt you. Oh, I'm not even thinking of him. I'm thinking of the drum work, the guitar work. All of it seems like 
the most lively. It seems like they knew this was the big single because this was the second single they released, which went to uh, number 10 on the hot mainstream rock billboards and 14 on modern rock billboards. So, like, this was their big hit. This was the song that did it for them. Well, early on it was. Well, yeah. They got way bigger than this. Yeah, their first breakthrough hit at that time. The one that I remember the most. Because, like, we went to Washington, D.C. for uh, an eighth grade field trip, and I remember listening to probably this song only from this album because that was when we... Oh, this part. Oh, never mind. I thought it was the... I know what you're talking about. But I remember we had to bring, like, you know, we had CD cases back in the day, and I remember looking at this fucking clown on the... Like those uh, traveling buses that mm-hmm. you take. What do you call those? Like the Conaline Charter buses? buses? Charter buses. The one that had the little air conditioner <laughs> nozzles that spray at you. That I figured out uh, I could not wear underwear on one of those buses. I remember that was like one of my first no underwear experiences. Interesting. Yeah. I remember getting like wedgies the whole time and I was like, I got to get rid of this underwear <laughs> shit. I was sniffing pixie sticks. <laughs> like snorting them like they were coke. Yeah, with a <laughs> with a friend who changed quite a bit over the years. Oh, changed quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, was a lady is no longer a lady kind well, of a bit. that person was never technically a lady. <laughs> Let's be was real. Was never very ladylike, no. No. Uh, everyone saw it, Kyler. Not me. This part. I like this. It, this one sounds, it's the most evil part. Oh, it, it's that... That Corey Taylor, uh, Phil and Selmo sound. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Corey Taylor, but it's definitely a Phil and Selmo. It's definitely Phil. Smoke this. Uh, for sure. Smoke this. Smoke <laughs> this. Person I like the bass tone on this song. Transparently skinned. <laughs> if your epidermis isn't white. Oh, wow. Get out of here, says poor Phil. Only Phil. Poor Phil. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> he said what he said, and I will chastise him until Forever. I die. <laughs> I will never let it go. That's my one thing to hold on to with him. <laughs> Aside from the fact that I just don't like his style. It's fine. I hold on to one thing to annoy you about stuff all the time, too. So. What, your penis? And you're like, hey, <laughs> it's me again. Helicopter time. That would actually not annoy me, I don't think. That's the first time I've done a helicopter yeah, impression. Good job, Samuel Winslow. <laughs> it's so angsty. I never realized how angsty it is until you are doing it. Guaranteed, this is going to get nerdy and tech-wise. You know the microphones that I always want for the podcast, those SM7Bs? Guaranteed he used one of those for it. You get that tone, and they put so much of that telephone effect on it, where it's just like... (laughs) Thank you for calling (laughs) 1-800-FAT-GIRL. Is that a real number you used to call 1-800-FAT-GIRL? We definitely talked about it. Yeah, where you can stick it in. Your credit card, that is. <laughs> That's so great. That that Beth remembers it, too. That's another shout-out for you, yeah, Beth. Yeah, there you go, sis. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this, I'm proud of you, Beth. Keep going. Good going, Beth. All right. Super proud of you. Uh, let's see. That was the second single. Now, there's only 
one more single. Now, you may have been thinking of this earlier. This was the back-to-back singles. Or back-to-back. Yeah. Home and Much Double. Oh, sorry. I fucked up. You were correct earlier. I'm so stupid. What do you mean? I said that wasn't the case earlier. And then you oh. were right. Now, do you remember this song as a single? I remember this song. I don't I remember rem- how I remember it, but I definitely remember it. Because when I heard it, I was just like, oh, yeah, this one. But it was also right after it. So it was easier for me in trying uh-huh. to listen to something if it was the next song. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah this was definitely a song that was out there. I recognized it, too. There was a few on here that I didn't recognize. And there was a handful like this one that I did recognize. But this did not chart. So this may have just been popular amongst... Because you like hung out with certain people that would have also just been in this world. Always. My whole so, life. Like, on the fringe of things, so I could have just seeped into you. To be alone. Yeah. As soon as I heard it the first time listening to this at work, I was like, oh, yeah. And I started singing along with it. I may not have dressed like a misfit, but I definitely fit in with the misfit, yeah. misfitty type kids. You were definitely around. It's funny how circles like converge just on an edge and then by that edge you just meet other people like you and I never like hung out hung out in school but we did like we did on the s- edge of other circles <laughs> we did a little bit a, a tiny bit senior year oh yeah we just got stoned a couple times I was gonna say that's when marijuana got introduced <laughs> which is now the crux of our relationship oh please <laughs> we've been sober we had to get a job at Valio once. That's true. That's very true. And we stayed together. All right. Now, I didn't talk about some people who worked on this album. Now, first of all, this guy named Howie Weinberg, he mastered this album. I looked him up, and I was going to write down all the people that he's worked for and famous things that he's done. The list was entirely too long. Weinberg? Yeah, his name is Howie Weinberg. Any relation to Max? Not sure. You can look that up if you'd like. I but, sure will. Um, this guy has mastered hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of albums. Like, literally, they put it into sections of alphabetical. Like, here's his list of A's, and the A list was scrolling two or three times. That's kind of uh, the kind of work that that guy has done. Now, other names on this... I don't see any relation, by the way. <laughs> didn't think there was. Weinberg's kind of a standard name. Howie Weinberg definitely sounds... Jewish? Very Jewish. <laughs> I think it's just the Weinberg. So the guy who produced, produced, engineered, and mixed this album is a guy named Terry Date. Terry Date is a name I've known ever since I got into Slipknot very heavily. They used to have a version of Wait and Bleed okay. called the Terry Date Remix. The Terry Date Remix is either the lighter one or the heavier one. There's a radio one where they take out some of the screaming i.e. things i was explaining earlier yeah and then the one that's on the album is the screamier version i think the terry date is the cleaner one well that would be for more for pop radio specifically yeah, yeah exactly now terry date i'm just gonna read the list of things he's worked on now one of these you're not gonna care about metal church but metal church is a big band metal church sir mix a lot dream theater Soundgarden, pantera deftones white zombie Helmet, Incubus, Limp Biscuit, Snoop Dogg, Soulfly, Slipknot, Ozzy, Corn, and Slayer. Wow. This guy is responsible for a lot of music that I listen to. <laughs> and I've heard his name for a very long time. Now, along with that guy's name is another dude named Ulrich Wild. He's an engineer. 
I forgot that I've actually watched this dude's videos on YouTube of like recording heavy guitars and shit like that. So this dude, now this song's gonna get, it's gonna stop, but I'm just gonna keep letting it play into the next song. This dude, Ulrich Wilde, has worked with just A as, flat. A flat is the song. Uh, he has worked with just as many people and some of the same people as Terry Date. Here's this list. Alice in Chains, Snoop Dogg, Fishbone, Green Jello, Sting, White Zombie, Deftones, Pantera, Jane's Addiction, Incubus, Buck Cherry, Slipknot, Static X, P.O.D., Stone Temple Pilots, Lip Biscuit, Mindless Self-Indulgence, and Death Clock. Wow. Yes. Death Clock. He's actually done all of Brendan Small's uh, metal stuff and recording and shit. So both those names, as soon as I saw Terry Date, I was like, holy fuck, I've known that name forever. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure I know that Ulrich Wilde name too. And then looked into it and I was like, yeah, I know this Ulrich Wilde guy. This is the dude that like told the story about how they got the dime bag guitar tone on like the vulgar display of power and shit. And it's just like, okay, so this guy is responsible for guitar tones. I have loved for a long time, like the white zombie tone. Pantera tone, Slipknot tone. I love all those fucking sounds. And it's those two fucking guys that are responsible. Which makes sense because I think everything sounds great on this album, too. The snare is very of its time, but it sounds good. The kick is there. The bass sounds great. The guitar is full. It's not tinny. It's big and chunky. And that's how all of Terry Date's albums are. Big and chunky. Like you can hear the notes. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> so let's talk about this song. Do you think that someone was driving and their tire got like a <laughs> screw in it or something? Uh, that, option one, yes. And I think option two is this song is written in A flat. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure A flat means this old broad that's standing on the street and she thinks that she can have some of my time. But no, I don't like a flat lady. <laughs> <laughs> like itty bitty titty committee? Is this what we're talking about? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Unless we're talking about a flat ass. I don't mind a flat ass. But you gotta have big old titties. I finally saw that clip of... I'm way behind on certain things with pop culture. Because you purposefully reject I do, I do. I finally saw the video of Al Pacino doing that. Because she's got a great ass! Oh, yeah. I was just like, this is ridiculous. That's just Al Pacino, though. Isn't he just known for being an... An overactor. Yeah, from what I've heard and read, there's like a, a time where he's not, and then one movie, he just hits a switch, and it's like from then on, he just, just overacting. Got a great ace! Were you looking at your phone like you had to watch the time? <laughs> it made me look down at my phone. Hey, this is exciting. I don't know what the next thing we're doing is. That hasn't happened in a bit. Yeah, because we've been really bad with uh, keeping <laughs> keeping our schedules. Keeping a backlog. There's always something that comes up that we're just like, yeah. Or one of us feels bad or a something A lot of it's happens. headaches. Yep. I've been noticing since the sun's been out a lot more. Yeah. The head is a, the head. Well, the head does suck. The head. But the sun is also a monster <laughs> to the head. I don't know about you. Sure. I, I Especially feel, on my gin skin. I think I remember that my mom was uh, sensitive to the sun really? and she would get headaches you and I feel like that's something that over time with having migraines I I have a sensitivity to light that I never used to when I was a child you are a fair skinned lady yeah I got burnt like crazy oh man in the your sun. sunburn was wild 
Yeah, it had all those little mini blisters. <laughs> those were nuts. Yeah, it took almost a week for blisters to show up on my skin. So I know I made some post about how the my arm skin hurt when I was pooping. I wasn't that wasn't just an excuse <laughs> to have a post about poop. It was that truly I had the worst sunburn I've ever had in my life. It's pretty bad. I'm glad you're better. Yeah, gained no tan. <laughs> oh, you're still red. Really? Yeah, I still have redness. Absolutely. My skin is still weird and like ruined and fried. I definitely got some degree of a sunburn for sure. It was not good. Stupid oh. fair ginger skin. <laughs> got the skin of a gin. I did. Um, this song is an example. You know, I I recognize. And I don't know about you, but do you recognize vocal lines more? Like, oh, I remember this now because of a vocal line. Is that what you think triggers your memory of a song you may not have heard in a while? Maybe. Like well, the melody? Me, well, for me, this song is uh, one of the guitar that... Dun, 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 this guitar riff is what... I went, oh, I remember this This is song. what gave me more of the grunge feel. This is very... Uh, this is the Alice in Chains feel. Yeah. Because yeah. it almost has... It's just... I don't know. There's just a different sort of sound where it's not like quite doomy, but there's like a sadness to it or like a darkness. But even though it's not like dark, they're still just, I don't know. They're, they're it's using like cloudy. They're using a part of the blues scale that sounds not like a bar, like it, like a, like a shitty grungy, know, like yeah. drinking bar. They're using the part that sounds like black Sabbath evil. Where that's where you get that doom sound where they're using the one interval that's like, yeah, this is like the interval of the devil. And they're just going, it, and Allison Chains did that a lot. Mm-hmm. They were a very blues oriented key, but uh, what's his nuts? Fucking Cantrell. Cantrell knew how to like make it more evil. Now you can take that same scale and make it more like a bar or more Roseanne, as I called something today. It's sounding very Roseanne in here. We still haven't done Allison Chains, have we? I don't know. I don't think we have. I've been waiting for you to give me an album, and you never have. Well, that's one of those bands that either one of us could give, but you might be being nice to me. I'm more familiar with... I mean, honestly, I I really like their MTV Unplugged. Oh, that's probably what you're more... So I... I listen to, like, the other albums more. But I do... I started listening to my dad's Greatest Hits Mm. CD, of course, because that's usually how... Things would start. I love that your dad had an Alice in Chains greatest hits. Oh yeah, Alice in Chains was one of those bands that like could sometimes break the barrier into the parent. Like if you're like, oh, I don't like your new music, but those Alice in Chains boys can sing. My <laughs> dad always liked. He liked '90s grunge. Oh yeah, I remember your dad's toolbox that had like. But he was also Alice in, Cooper written on it. But he also liked '80s <laughs> hair metal. Like yeah. '80s was his. Guns and Roses. Oh, he lo- loves GNR. <laughs> Loving the GNR. Loving the GNR. <laughs> Sounds like a radio, a radio station. A radio station. There he is, right there, saying it to me. Old chop topping. Old chopping topping. Let's move on to a little song that Stained like to call, crawl, call, crawl. Now this is that same vibe where it's like it's heavier, but it's cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, he would write this. Oh, I said his name. He shall not be named. Uh, who cares? Yeah, I don't care anymore. He is litigious, though. Is he? You're right, he is litigious. He is litigious, <laughs> so you probably should take that out. <laughs> he is litigious. That's so funny. Uh, 
Edit. Name. <laughs> there. I have this problem where I'll make markers in the program. Yeah, continue. Uh, and then I'll go to it and I'll be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this mark. I don't remember why I marked it. <laughs> and then I'm assuming 80% of the things I'm supposed to fix get through because I just don't remember what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that you saw that. Thanks. It really does help. I'm not being <laughs> up. I'm not being an asshole. Sometimes I feel like I say stuff like I'm being legitimate and truthful. And it just sounds like a big like shooting the shit again. I think I'm the same way, but I think that you and I are also good at being shitty. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're just sometimes moody bitches. So <laughs> I think that sometimes even when we're not being moody bitches, we don't know how to be a, how to say things differently. So even though we don't necessarily mean it negative, it still could maybe rub someone the wrong way. It's still sometimes a little to it. Yeah, I've been known... I've definitely been called abrasive <laughs> in my life. Oh, you know, much like a surface or sandpaper. Mm-hmm. That's me. So, that's me. Whenever anybody says sandpaper or I think of sandpaper, the first thing I think of, there's two things I think of. The first is that movie. Uh, sandpaper Man. Um, yeah, the movie Sandpaper Man. Uh, Human uh, Centipede to Part 2 oh When that no. little squirming oh fat guy Jerks no. off with a piece of sandpaper oh And then the no. second thing I think of Is that uh, at my body shop job I use it all the time But first is always that jerking off uh, Human Centipede guy The Sandpaper Man Is your online sandpaper superstore <laughs> Don't give these people plugs for free Well I, I already said Sandpaper Man I've already done it on accident, so I'll do it on purpose. For knowledge's sake. Oh, I'll send him an knowledge invoice. Knowledge is his sake. I would love oh. for someone to pay us one time to do an ad on this show. That will never happen. It never will. <laughs> but actually, we did do those free ads for uh, rolling graphics yeah. that no one who would ever no. buy any graphics have heard. No. Um, and But then he's given us things with our name on That's it. That's true. <laughs> and now I work for him. And now you work for him. <laughs> Which, by the way, people, I'm loving it. If you don't, I'll talk about my life for a little bit. I'm loving working at Rolling Graphics. It's much easier on my body. Uh, it's a, in a field that I actually enjoy, like art and stuff. I don't. I never liked cars. I don't give a shit about cars. But you I like, think cars should be illegal. But you don't mind like taking things apart. No, I love that part. But like pulling out and replacing like signage and stuff oh, like yeah, that. It's fun. And it's something different every time you look at it and you assess it. And you go, ha-cha-cha-cha! And you fix it up. And then you karate chop it, and then all of a sudden, things are installed. Jimmy's going to make a lot more money if you're uh, ninja-ing things into place. I do. I'm already bringing ninja stars, and I just... That's how I put banners up. I just... Well, what do you do if one falls out and lands on a student? I throw more ninja stars into anybody who saw me do it, and then I bury all the bodies. And you know how I dig the hole? Ninja stars. I go through a lot of ninja stars. That would hurt your hands to dig the ground with ninja stars since it's oh, I just throw all them. sided. I just throw them so fast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were literally just digging with a ninja star. Your hand would be cut up. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not digging shit with a ninja star. That's why you had to... I bet shit would be easier to dig. 
literal shit. <laughs> so this album by now, I'm out. Oh, for sure. I'm just like not even paying attention every time I've ever listened to this album. And it, it reminded me of how I used to listen to this album. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Uh, I would have been out a while ago, though, yeah. personally. All right. Next song is called Spleen. See, but I don't think... I think that this song p- brings some energy in that I didn't really yeah. expect at the end. I like this it's sound. It's heavy. The kick drum sounds awesome on this song. So... So at first, I was just like, oh, these last two songs... Because it says without hidden track and then the hidden track. So I was just like, what are these songs going to be? Because they put them together originally. Uh... I just kind of had some sort of weird prejudice about them huh. listening to them because I was just like, I don't, I'm not going to care about this. And a hidden track is hidden tracks at the end of albums around this time were oftentimes just kind of self-indulgent yeah. nonsense. Mostly just noise. The best hidden track ever was uh, Green Day. Mm-hmm. Fuck off and die. Yeah. For sure. So that's the all by myself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. F-O-D. Yeah, that's still my, my best one. That voice. I cannot deny it. Like... I would like to have that scream. Now, I don't ever want to sound like this. Because I think he does the... Okay, you know how you talk about the tough guy voice? Yes. I hear it on this a lot. It's what I... That's what I'm talking about with Jonathan Davis. See, same as Jonathan Davis, I hear a wounded man who's just like, I'm sad. Please, he like he's over accentuating his yeah. emotions so you know that how he feels, which I get like in juxtaposition to this. I guess that's important, but it's also just like I said, weird and whiny for me. I like this singing voice. This isn't bad. This is almost uh, Wayne Staley. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of also the voice too that I never really realized that he does. But he's also a country boy, so he might yeah, have that voice true. naturally built that's in. Um, and who's some... to say what is and isn't actually natural when people sing? Because people's singing voice isn't identical to their speaking voice. No, it's not. And a lot of times, it's what did you learn singing from? Did you learn singing from Pearl Jam? Then you're probably going to sound like Eddie Vedder. Eddie. I remember. I said Eddie Vedder. Again on the boy. Seemed a harmless little fuck. <laughs> My favorite part of that song. We unleashed the lion. The best part of that song has always been, for me, left out and bit the recess lady's breast. How can I forget? And then it hit me with a surprise. My jaw left open. Ooh, out of him. Just like the day. Oh, I the day I heard. But he didn't give affection, no. Okay, we need to stop singing. Yeah, song right. Over song. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Sorry. Hey. I think this is the example of the vocals I like the most. This is the song that I think would be the best if he did it this way most of the album. Yeah, this is surprising that this was at the end of the album, but almost like they would expect it to not appeal to everyone, but that's kind of surprising. Or they're taking it as a, I want a banger on the last album. You know, we've done albums where it's like, man, why'd you snooze it all the way to the end? Yeah, but the actual hidden track and the way that the album actually ends is a snooze. Well, a I hidden think. track? You don't ever listen to a hidden track back in the day. I didn't. Really? If there was a hidden track, I listened. I did one or two times, but if it sucked, I'm not listening to it again. I don't even remember what this hidden track is. 
Well, all I know is that on Hanson, the Hanson album, Man from Milwaukee was a hidden track. Oh, it was? Mm-hmm. Well, I would look, yeah, that's an example of a that good was one. The, that was your favorite song. I think, I don't remember what the hidden track on the Slipknot album was, but I listened to that too. That was a good hidden track. Hidden track, such a thing of its time, right? Uh-huh, that, that does not <laughs> apply anymore. <laughs> It's so funny that... That was literally just if you keep it playing and don't turn it off. Right? It's funny with the in- advent of streaming, the, those albums with the hidden tracks. They have to decide whether to make the track 16 minutes long still on the last one on the streaming, or they do what Stain did and separate them and just write uh, without hidden track and hidden track. I feel like I could be incorrect that when we listened to Green Day that they were separated as well. I, they were. They were separated. And that's good. I like that. Streaming-wise, I think you should do that. Just There's no point in a hidden song in yeah, my eyes for a fucking streaming album. We've kind of lost that touch. Unless you don't stream and you only still go and buy albums. And I bet most of those... Well, yeah, I know. Like the Ed Gein album. They do that Nirvana song. Nar, I said Nirvana. Like that website Carvana. Uh, they do that Nirvana song, and that's a hidden track. And they do that thing where it's like 16 minutes long on the last track. And it's like, come on, you're going to make me scroll all the way? I'm at work, man. <laughs> Just give me the fucking song. No, you're supposed to forget the ear that it's even playing, so then you're surprised. <laughs> surprise! Well, we are... Excess baggage. To the part where... I don't even know what this was. Do you not? Did you not really listen to it? No, is it just noise? No, it's a song. It's very Aaron oh. Lewisy. Oh, this is the acoustic song. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we're not to the part of time. Are we getting ready to say questions? No, I, oh. we were to the part of oh. the podcast where we have to listen to this fucking hidden yeah. track. Oh, and bring it down because the last song did have energy, and if they actually ended it with the last song, that would have been fine. This is the song this. that Aaron Lewis played acoustic guitar on. Surprise, surprise. And he probably also made a stadium shut up and was like. Hey, I don't want to use any microphones or a PA system, so everyone's got to be very, very quiet so you can hear this. I'm also not going to use a microphone. You're just going to sit down and listen to me. Shut the fuck up! And everyone did. And I mean, they heard him. (laughs) That's what I mean. It's so funny, like, because that's what that video was. He freaks out and tells someone to shut the fuck up. No, everyone's going to get louder now, Aaron Lewis. You should just play the song normal through the fucking PA. You goddamn self-indulgent asshole. I'm so emotional. I deserve this. There are too many people on the edge of their feelings, though, when you tell them to shut the fuck up, that even if they like your album, they will turn on you. Oh, yeah. I'll just be like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to shut up. I'm here having a good time. Especially if you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're drinking, you're ready to fight your best friend at some point. Some people, I, I've never been like that, but some people get really pompous. Once a week at least. Throwing rolling pins at me. <laughs> You're just giving me a look. Rolling graphing, rolling graphic <laughs> pins. God damn it! I couldn't speak. I can't speak. Yeah, I wish we didn't have to listen to this hidden track. Do we have to? Can it just fade out? You can do whatever you want, Sam. It's your episode. <laughs> All right. Ah. It is pretty. It's called excess baggage. Yeah. I would consider it to be excess baggage. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Just now, my question is: Does that count for? A song on this album. Yes. One we choose. <laughs> okay. Because it's technically a song. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All right. 
All right. Well, we are actually to the part of the podcast where it is time to uh, go over some questions. Are you ready to do this? Ready to do this. You in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. We are going to ask some questions. You in danger, girl. I'm in danger of answering some you questions. Rocking and stroking my cats. God damn, we just got to press all Statements is up. Statements is up. Statements is up. The, still, the question song is still going. It's over now. Questions. All right, so why did you choose this particular album, Sweet Cakes? You know what? I don't really have a rhyme or reason. This band just popped into my head kind of like Godsmack did with, uh, hey, what are albums you haven't heard in a long time? And let's dip your toe back in. They're still in the rock world, but isn't death metal? Isn't like thrash metal let's get some stuff that michelle actually might have some history with too because i know you did like mud shovel i did that is correct what do you think i thought when you told me that we're listening to stained because we were not around i'm you gonna just say sent it like, to me. i'm gonna say like a 70 percent oof was there but like a 30 percent interest like oh let's listen to this whole album again because you probably thought now now i know it's been confirmed this was a skipping album. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is a track selection album. So, in my mind, those albums are more interesting to go back and listen to as an adult now. Because yeah. you might either be like, oh, yeah, here's the reason why. Or you might go, I was sleeping on some shit. Why didn't I listen to the rest of this album? Well, my judgment prior to actually listening to it was something similar to that was, uh, okay, yeah, I have this album. But then... So like I knew that there was going to be a generalized interest and it wouldn't be as bad. But I will say that when I actually listened to it, it was like, oh, yeah, this really was a skipper because I don't know most of these songs. I understand (laughs) the the sound, though. It's all very familiar. Yeah. But it's still not. I don't know. It's not for me. So it's very passable in ways. So it's is it just reaffirming the feelings you had then and maybe even a little bit more? I was interested because I still honestly like Mud Shovel and every once in a blue moon, I will listen to it. So I don't hate that song, but I didn't remember any other songs. I'm afraid to be alone. (laughs) All right. So how many times did you listen to this? Do you know? I only got three in on this. I also got three. I just did my minimum. The mandatory minimum. Mandatory minimum. (laughs) Uh, it's, It's just a fair minimum, I think. Yeah. Even though I still will always feel bad about not giving Bob his full due, because I only listened two and a half times for that uh, one album that he gave us the last time he was on. I can't remember. They did that other song, but it wasn't on the album that oh, we did. T-Rex? T-Rex, that's right. All right, so Sam's least favorite song. I think that this is going to be really easy. Least favorite song? Excess Baggage. Excess Baggage. It's the one. Do you want it to be yours as well? Sure. Because yeah. that's I, what I was going to say. I don't... Ugh. I think I listened to it all the way through one time. Oh, yeah. I, I stopped. I, it was one of those things where it's like, I know this will never, ever appeal to me. There's no reason to ever listen to this. Yeah. I'm out. Okay, now I'm going to take a big old leap of faith here and say that we're guessing the same one for the best song on the album as well. Um, as the far other as person's m- favorite. Mud Shovel goes... Yeah, as far as Mud Shovel goes, that's my guess for you. Is it your guess for me? That would be my guess for All you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. But, my, but I honestly, my second guess would have been Spleen. Uh, Spleen is up there, but... Even though I know it's at the end and you're over it, like it yeah, still that's, is. That's, part, that's a big part of it. But the other part is 
that doesn't have a connection to me as a young boy. Like, this can put me on that bus going to uh, Washington, D.C., where I had some really fun times and still have good memories of. So yeah. this is this album cover and this song linked to a good time in my life or a good a trip. So were you listening to this album, like, soon after it came out? Like, it was out, you were into it? I think so, because when did Slipknot come out? Let me see when the first... Around the same time, I believe. Because this We might, did the Slipknot first I'm, album, and it, still, I think it was also 99 or something. Like, it was later than I expected it to be. Yeah, it's 99. So this was like the burgeoning of Sam being a metal alternative punk kid. This is like me finding my way still and finding bands. I went as far as alternative and like grunge and stuff. Mm-hmm. I never went, I and like some hard rock, but never like metal. Slipknot changed my fucking life. When that first album, that, well, first album in quotations, it was just like, oh, I found who I am. I didn't realize who I am and here's what I am because turns out I've always liked shit like this and here's what represents it. So then Stained is one of those bands, you know, like, oh, I'm going to try this out. Eh, it's not this, but it was close. That's like how It's I interesting it. that you say that about This Is Who I Am, because when I think of one of my all-time favorite artists, a lot of people do are, <laughs> are probably just cringe every time she's brought up, but Mariah oh, Carey, yeah. I don't feel like there's anything about her that I really necessarily identify with, other than I've just always loved her, mm-hmm. and I've always thought she was like really talented. Yeah. But oh. it, it wasn't, and I thought that she wrote really well, but I didn't connect with her stuff like I did with like Fiona Apple. Wow. So I wouldn't necessarily... Was there any music or any band that, or artist that you went like... Oh, this is helping me realize who I am. Well, I remember that Mariah Carey was my first thing that was really mine. Uh huh. That wasn't grandfathered in from a parent or a sibling. Yeah. And I think it was just something that I was just like, I really like this. So yeah. she was probably, I mean, really that for me. And I would sing her all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would. I would always sing Mariah Carey yeah. songs, but I I'm, still don't know. I would say that it's like formative of that time, but I wouldn't say that her music necessarily yeah. has any like identifying factors. I was going to say she didn't like for me, like Slipknot for me affected what I wore, what I listened to, how I talked, how I decorated my room. Oh, that was TRL for me. It was TRL. That was just like MTV in that era okay. is it, what influenced right. me. <laughs> there you go. Like, that's what made me go like, I'm a freak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, right. oh, Slipknot. So, and now I don't like them. <laughs> well, when you originally had this, and I don't know if we've, if we've probably danced around this a little bit, but when you first listened to this album, how did you originally feel about it? When I first listened to this album, I think it was, uh, man, it was because I was into Slipknot already and I just... I want the screamier stuff. I want the heavier stuff. Just kind of disappointment a little even bit. Then, yeah, I, even then, I don't, I don't really like laid back, singy. Because this is like in the world of metal, this seems like singy songwriter. You said James Taylor was a an influence, an influence right? I think there's like folk songwriters making metal and depressed music. I want it. I like depression. I'm angry. I'm going to fucking make everyone know it. Yeah, as you know, that's how I operate. I'm not with the pity me. I'm going to sit in a corner. I'd rather you blow up and break something. <laughs> I make de- I make the impression on a couch. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's why you got to put those uh, shut <laughs> those up. new blankets there. 
Because I'm a fucking fat. So, ass. so I got a mark set that now. Goddamn too. Christ, no. <laughs> okay. Leave it in so everyone knows I'm a monster. So everyone feels bad for me. No one's going to feel bad for me. I'm going to be like, you made yourself fat, you stupid bitch. Okay, so would you recommend this today? Obviously, I know your answer, I feel. No, I would not recommend this to anyone to listen to. All right. I would never listen to it again as far as rating it zero out of the 10 all over the rock and roll cats. I'm going to say that on a stained scale okay oh are we this getting two is ratings pretty here? high okay no i'm not doing two ratings. Oh. i'm just saying that as far as stained music goes i rate this pretty high okay but in the world of music in general <laughs> i do not <laughs> okay um but i still enjoy mud shovel and for that reason i think i'm gonna have to give the album like a four and a half. Oh wow, more than I expected. Because it's not, it's not bad. I think that they're still trying to find their footing. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily for me, but I don't think that it was horrible. It wasn't like a brain dead. <laughs> that was fucking bad. <laughs> Hell no. All right, so uh, zero out of ten, all over the rock and roll cats. What do you think? I'm giving it a two point five. Ooh, even lower. Yeah, there's uh, the parts that are good on this album. Uh, they make me a little angry because the rest of the parts are so not up my alley that I go, well, you could do, you obviously can do this and you did this. Why aren't you doing this? Well, and I think that's probably why I rated it a little bit higher, probably for the same reason is that those moments to me were like, okay, that's actually impressive. Uh-huh. So if those moments weren't there and it was just all like, I'm afraid to be alone, uh, yeah. then I, it would have been much lower for me. I thought of it like this. There's probably 25% of the album that's got uh, some stuff that I like mm-hmm. on it. So you get a 2.5. That's fair. <laughs> all right. So then describe this album in one word and then we will be finished with this album. Let's see. For me, this album in one word shall be depression. This is what I think of the whole time. Depression. Okay. What do you got? I'm going to say... Afraid! I knew knew that was coming. (laughs) Afraid? That's the word? Yes, afraid. All right. Afraid! It's hard to not carry on. So you're saying that the word that you would choose to describe this album as is afraid. Yes. And that's the word. Okay. All right. I like the word afraid. And you in said fact, depression. In fact, one of my favorite Nickelodeon shows of all time was a little show that was called, Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> Did I just spit on you? I think I felt something in my arm. <laughs> So we are finished with this album. We Thank are. goodness. Yay. All right. So I have the next thing to give you. And uh, I don't know how excited you're going to be about this. Okay. But I am looking forward to this. I am going to be giving you the self-titled album from the band The White Stripes. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Ah, interesting. Interesting. I can't wait to tell you what my first reaction was <laughs> when we record that episode. <laughs> All right. Cool. We are done. We sped through that album. Which we I, did. I do not feel bad about doing. Well, do you feel bad about it? Oh, absolutely not. I feel good about it. Good. We keep not doing things like we're supposed to. So we finally did two episodes again <laughs> because we'll do two episodes and then we'll lose our footing as always. Not our footing, but we always lose our cushion. So Cushion for the pushing, but we got it now. We're going to keep on it, right? 
Yeah. All right, everyone, we'll thanks for listening. Stick to it. Stick with it. Stop no. finding excuses to not do things. Uh, I'm going to go out with uh, listening to the original version of Mud Shovel, which they spelled with a U instead of an O in the word shovel. Was this on like their first? This is on the first album, okay. Torture. You want to see the album cover of Torture? That's what Fred Durst was not happy about. Oh, there's about. a face. Yeah, it's like a grave where the person's halfway up. But. Whoa. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Look for some videos coming out. I promise they'll get better and better. I promise. All right. And if you see Sam in public, give him a hug. Please. (laughs) All right. See you, everybody. Bye.